Get in here and have breakfast. Gordon, it's just going to be... All righty. We ready for the picture? One minute. <clears throat> Trey, you, you don't have no. to. This is important to you. I at least want to do this. Handsome husband, beautiful wife, having breakfast. Smile. Trey had moved out by the time the magazine was on the stands. But all over America, little girls in their mother's pearls saw the picture and thought, that's what I want. Welcome back to uh, the Brandis podcast. We are here. It is a few days before Christmas. This episode, which is wild, which is wild. This episode is probably going to come out after Christmas. Uh, we've been kind of, you know, we're, we're busy ladies. We're unpaid podcasters. So, you know, maybe it comes out every week. Maybe it comes out every two weeks. Maybe we take another week off. Um, it's called edging and look it up. <laughs> It's called ketosis. <laughs> it's called ketosis. Um, yeah, so guys, welcome to, we are a bit over halfway through season four, which is pretty wild. Gil and I were just talking about how, you know, after season four, the series really picks up and season five doesn't have that many episodes. Season six has that two parts. and But again, it's not that many. So, I mean, season four is, is a lot. We're at episode 14 mm-hmm. and I think we have like maybe seven more episodes. Yeah. I mean, we, we haven't even gotten to Carrie's dramatic chop of her hair oh yet, my, which is in season four. I know, four. to think that we have a whole other asshole are coming our way, Burger is that's oh my god that's that's we haven't covered burger yet (laughs) wait and and that's in that kind of culminates in season five but oh wait yeah 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 oh my gosh he's i cannot wait to discuss i know he he's like a lot of different guys i know Sarah, a you took to the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking yesterday, oh boy, when we do burger, this is going to feel like the most close to home, I think. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, whatever. Trigger warning. But yeah, because burgers, what? Like, you know what burger is so representative of that like really makes me nervous when I'm dating a guy is... Saying something that like threatens his masculinity. And so you have to kind of like keep it in or keep your mouth zipped shut, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I am very excited to get to the analysis of Burger because Mm -hmm. it's it's great. I think Mm -hmm. it's great writing. And I think it's um, he touches on a lot of things that are that. I don't. I don't know what. Well, I'll, I'll become more articulate after I after I watch the 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 episodes with him because it is good. Yeah, maybe he, um, he'll come back into and just like that season two. I would die. Can you if imagine? Oh man, we should do a poll about that and see which character would you like to see back. Yeah, Ron Livingston. <laughs> I don't think he's aged, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, this guy is not. Yeah, aged. and. and and on it, I, honestly, when I looked him up, he's kind of aged very well. Like he hasn't gotten like ridiculous work done or anything. No. Well, I hope not. But damn, he was good looking. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, 
we are at season four, episode 14, All That Glitters. Mm -hmm. And in this episode, the girls are all dealing with what appears on a surface and then what's kind of right underneath Mm -hmm. the surface. So in this episode, Carrie is kind of grappling with her single self that she um, is still yearns for, going out, clubbing, Mm -hmm. fashion, gaze, as she (laughs) says many times in this episode, um, and her currently engaged self. And the, um, whatchamacallit, just kind of the like mundane, ordinary aspect Mm -hmm. of living with somebody, which is like staying in on a Saturday night, having some KFC, Mm -hmm. which honestly sounds pretty good to me. And um, in this episode, that kind of comes into conflict, her wanting to be kind of free and then her feeling tied down. And okay, so Charlotte in this episode, it's super sad, but when the girls are out, um, she meets a guy Mm. from uh, Home and Garden or House and Garden? House and Garden. Garden. House and Garden who wants to... Um, take some photographs of her beautiful um, uh, Park Avenue apartment. And this kind of ends in the culmination of her and Trey having a final separation. And the, you know, the photographing of the apartment is just like this beautiful mirage, right? That like, here's this happy couple really under the surface their ending. Um, Samantha's episode takes ecstasy and has sex with Richard. And then while on X says, I love you. And she's in love with him. And so on the surface, she wants to act all cool. Like she's just having sex, but really we, we do know that she is in love with Richard. And then Miranda is like really pregnant now. Like she's showing. Um, and when she's at the gay club with the girls in the beginning, she runs into a coworker who she finds out is gay. He finds out she's pregnant. And then that kind of surface of their identities is then broken at work. Um, overall, Oh, I don't know. I very much enjoy this episode because. Well, you may have to convince me because I I was kind of just like, meh. I don't know. I felt meh. To quote, uh, you know, Tanya, these are some high end gays. We <laughs> actually have a White Lotus cameo in this episode. Wait. Mm hmm. Oliver Spencer. Oliver is Murray yeah. Bartlett, who's the GM from season one. He is Armand from season one of White Love. No, yes, there, there, there is no way that's true. That is eight thousand percent true. Look it up. What? I my my mind is blown. I, I gotta say, he looks better older. Armand, you think like Armand? I, I like him older. <laughs> I, I found Armand very attractive. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. Why is I'm looking I, I, at that, that's accepted a very specific photo of Armand right now, and it's with the with the stash and the salt. <laughs> he looks like a '70s porn star. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, and that's not a bad that's thing. Not a bad thing. Um. So that is yeah. So just coming off of um that fantastic that that's bad, but yeah. yeah, coming off of that fantastic White Lotus finale. My God, I am so happy that we fell right into this cameo. Um, I know it's 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 a great. You're right, Murray Bartlett, and also like, sorry, I, I was like really um, not convinced by this, but you're absolutely right. Um, great, great call out. The gay men through line between <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge and the gays are taking us to Palermo, um, and um, this episode. In- interesting that he's played two gay characters. Is he gay? Because he also. 
I mean, he also was in Looking, that TV show on HBO. Oh, right. I remember that one. Yeah, he, so he, I, I, w- I would assume so. You know, three, three, three roles or who, who <laughs> knows? But I mean, fascinating. like, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, you know, Willie Garson is not gay. I know. Who plays Stanford. I know. So I think, you know, just just a great actor. Um, okay. So where ugh, where do you want to start with this episode? You, I know you exactly where. OK, first of all, I like this episode. Well, I'm going to uh, maybe I'll find a, another Manolo Blahnik along the way when we talk about it. How was your night? I had five cocktails. I danced with a lot of fine, half-naked men. If you were to wake up right now, I can almost guarantee you would be in for some F. You. And. Mm. I ate too much chicken, I think. This, you rub my belly, baby. Well, I think that this, um, there was a lot of, you know why I liked it? Let's hop right into some of some Carrie-isms. Um, Carrie is talking about, in her column that week, trying to, like, see herself as, like, single. We, You know, we had talked about sing- secret single behavior last week. And she's trying to under, she's de- clearly dealing with, like, marriage and like being married to Aiden and what it will be like, especially since she loves to go out and he's staying at home, watching sports, eating fried chicken. And she says at one point, I couldn't help but wonder, but to be a couple, do you need to put your single self on a shelf? And I know that I feel that way very often is that in a couple, I feel like a unit and I don't, feel like completely my my own individual self and um mm-hmm. uh and and she carrie says and why does coming part of a couple imply settling down so yeah i, I think this is a great per- perfect plot to dive into because i think people who are in long-term relationships this is something you either kind of deal with or maybe maybe you don't like I'm not saying everybody in a in a long-term you know monogamous or whatever relationship kind of deals with this I I think maybe people the beginning of a relationship it's super exciting to be like with a couple and like be a we especially if you haven't had that in a long time like like having that we can feel really powerful and and like that's a kind of it becomes a new part of your identity but then when you kind of not settle into a relationship but little it like the the bones of the relationship are kind of more solid and you feel like okay like we we're good but like what about me like where where am i now and where what part of my identity am I still kind of forming for myself yeah and so i mean i i definitely relate to this and you know, to, I'm I'm lucky in the sense that Dakota and I are very good about like having separate things. Yeah. And I think I see relationships in which like the couples don't really have a lot of separate things. Um, and that I think then there, ha- then maybe there is that like internal rebellion against the couple. If you don't, if you don't fully have like your own identity yeah. outside of it. Um, and I, I think that's what Carrie's grappling with. But I also think Carrie's just like really doesn't want to get married. And I think she's like, <laughs> I know. and I think she just doesn't have the similar interests or like hobbies or like activities with Aiden. Like Aiden, like first off, Gilly, 
Aiden is like sweating his ass off and working his ass off, like remodeling. I, I know. What is Carrie doing? <laughs> <laughs> like this is so sad. That was my Carrie tracker for this episode. With mm. uh, a, a list of them. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another ten minutes. My, but g- give me your thoughts. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I completely agree. It was like, yeah, he's busting his ass. He wants to like stay at home and order fried chicken and and be relaxed. Like. I, I was even like, I'm single now and it takes a lot for me to like put the pantyhose on and like put on heels and just watching Carrie do it with such ease being like, let's go out when there's already like fried chicken in the apartment. <laughs> That's how the hell did you? Out. Yeah, exactly. And so, but I, I think my Carrie tracker was <laughs> when she tells Oliver Spencer, I keep forgetting I'm engaged. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I I had a huge list of them in this episode because there were many. Um, I think just her. I mean, if we're gonna skip forward, the fact that she put her engagement ring on like her necklace, a a necklace. So I mean, I don't know. Closer to what did she say? So it's closer to my heart. I'm just trying something new. I mean, she's just like, I took that bitch off my finger because I want to I want to go out and not have people ask me about being engaged. I, she like wants to go out and not be seen as what she Which is. is. And I think crazy to think about because Charlotte is out and she's full on married with a wedding ring on. So like, who cares yeah, I, I think though part of and I, I think this kind of this questioning of the identity comes up when Oliver, the guy that she meets, is kind of like, no, like don't leave us. Like your dating advice, you can't. Yeah. So I think a oh, lot of yeah. Carrie's identity mm. is with like being single out. And, and having this. Mm-hmm. So I think for her getting engaged and getting getting married is this like loss of self. Yeah. But it's really interesting because when she was with Big, that's what she wanted. She wanted mm. monogamy. She wanted commitment. So you you just constantly see this mm. tension between like what she has and what she wants and this kind of like mm-hmm. push pull. Um, but you know I. I mean, I think we've all had this feeling in relationships mm. in which one person wants to stay in, one mm-hmm. person wants to go out. And like where there's just like you're kind of grinding gears yes. and you're not matched. Um, but I think and as we see at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. like they really leave us in a foreboding state mm-hmm. with Carrie and Aiden. Yeah. And um, I do have to say, though, in Carrie's defense, Aiden looked terrible in those tidy whities <laughs> he looks so well, gross uh, and the tidy whities I, I, with like I a gotta bloated this. fried chicken stomach gilly i don't <laughs> like the word belly and and for him to say rub my belly I know, I hated it that. made my skin crawl <laughs> and all sexual that. attraction for him was lost and it he's was. gonna have to work his way back up to building that it was ew. yeah ew ew it just like okay wait wait Gilly, what was worse okay that with him like with his asking to rub his belly mm. or carrie doing like the porno blowjob scene because <laughs> both were terrible <laughs> i think carrie doing the oh yeah like trying to to imitate like a gay porn blowjob. Yeah. It was just I so. Know. And what about that was gross? Like, I can't even. Was it that it was bad acting or was it that 
I don't know. There was something just you know what? uncomfortable about it. But 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 I felt I think that's the reason why I didn't really fully like this episode because I felt uncomfortable a lot watching it. Like there was another scene when when she comes back from this is when the girls they finally decide to go out. I would love to talk about yeah. that, like four way phone call because like ancient scroll, but yeah. maybe not. Um, the, you know the girls go out. They're at the gay club. Carrie comes back. She's feeling herself. Yeah. She's got a, like a slutty little outfit on, and then she's like all over Aiden, and he's clearly not wanting. <laughs> it and this is a pattern with mm. Carrie of like remember she's do this with Big and she'd like be all over him kissing and trying it's to smooch so him hot in here. <laughs> yeah and just like and, and just like she invades physical space <laughs> in a way that makes me feel uncomfortable but, but and, she'll like put a fucking curtain up in her apartment to get space from somebody else when she doesn't want it their space again and, and so I think again that like that like weird like boundary blurring mm, and but God. also establishing and, and, and violating and just and she, I just I don't know but like when she's crawling on him and she, it feels like a cat. Like, yeah. Just well, some I, sort I of think, animal. I think what, okay, this is what I noticed about the episode that I thought was very interesting is, and I know we've talked about like Sarah Jessica Parker in her clause or in her contract had it so that she didn't show nudity. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. No biggie. But when have you ever seen Carrie in a submissive, arguably derogatory demeaning sexual position like giving a blowjob which i don't that sounds sex negative but what i'm saying is when do you see that's not what i mean i guess when do you see I carrie was, no, giving i, a I know exactly what you mean you don't see carrie on her knees a lot you do. okay and <laughs> you see samantha you see charlotte you see you all do and i and i think i'm really curious of how this went down in the writers room cuz she had such star power on the show and she really was I mean like you never she's the only character which you never see their boobs. You don't see her never. boobs, but you also don't see her like even like being de- yeah. Do- what about and if there yeah. was something sexual it was always comedic. It was never meant to be sexual. So for example, the the guy who's the jackrabbit yeah. that happens in season 5. Yeah. Um and the, that was like what the, else? Only- the guy who comes really quickly. Yeah, that one. Right. But again, it's it's always the guy who's kind of being degraded, not Carrie. Yeah. Um, C- Carrie gets to kind of laugh at them. Carrie's never in a position to be like sexually laughed at. I think the Jackrabbit one, I think, is a bit demeaning, though. Like, I think that is probably. Yeah. But I think it's interesting because you don't. Gosh, I, I don't want us to make it sound like oral, like giving oral sex is demeaning. No, but it, it's not. But, you know, we talk about different power plays and stuff like that within, you know, sex, larger sex acts. And you don't. Maybe just as the giver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't see Carrie ever giving, you know, a blowjob or, or oral sex ever, ever. You like. But we do see it in this episode where she's pantomiming like gay pornography, like blowjob. And that's what made my skin crawl was that this we see her kind of like her legs are I mean, hands are on Aiden's thighs and he's in his gross tidy whiteies and (laughs) it's just as gross. (laughs) It's so interesting. So I actually I 
I think the reason why I I didn't I I didn't like that scene because of the sounds like the bow wow wow oh, it was just kind of like grating to the ears. But what I did like in this scene was I like how happy Aiden seemed because clearly he doesn't get this a lot, and so I was like, See, that's kind of gross me out for Aiden. The look oh, on his face really? was so gross, Sarah. <laughs> Okay, I guess we're seeing this differently. <laughs> no, okay, no, explain, explain. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel bad for Aiden. <laughs> I do. I feel bad for him. So when Me he too. has like these moments of pleasure where like she's like Carrie's like connecting with him He's and throwing being a nice scrap. and like <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That was like a scrap blowjob. Like, no, I, I, I just kind of like. I also thought he was kind of cute in the chair, but like, mm-hmm. I just, I wish she had taken it more seriously. Yeah, she exactly. was making it a, a joke, and that bothered that, me. See, like, I wanted it. I wanted it to be serious for him. I mean, like, that's what made me. Is that like he probably like really wanted this, and she was like. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're going too far into this, but um, I, Aiden, we were we were rooting for you, Aiden. We were rooting for you in this blowjob. And but, meanwhile, she okay. like has his ring on her heart, like like it's just gonna sorry. be like when she's giving him head, just like bobbing everywhere on his dick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she can't even like wear the ring, let alone give him a blowjob. She's like, is it a cock ring? Yeah. <laughs> 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 she like takes it, wraps it around. He's like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. <laughs> yes, it's she's like, "I'm just trying something new." He's <laughs> like, "God damn it!" <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, like she's just like so desperate to get this I want off it to her be body. Closer she's like, to this- your dick, <laughs> closer to your heart. Um, Hard on. <laughs> This, ep- yeah, the Carrie in this episode was like, also, I mean, another Carrie tracker. I mean, so far we have her putting the ring on the necklace, her within, um, her saying that she forgets that she's engaged. Her, like, <laughs> clearly is very dismissive of Stanford, like, clearly never calls him. Also, yeah. great that we saw Stanford finally after how mm-hmm. long. And then also, like, when she first two more i have two more carry trackers when she first met oliver within a minute she was asking for deals on shoes oh my god and like clear such an opportunist and then she was such a little brat when he wasn't paying her attention at the party at bungalow oh my god she's like i'm going i thought that was just me i was like is it like crazy of me that she's having a fit because he's like flirting with gay men and she's not getting all the attention but then i was like i don't know maybe uh, this place looks kind of shallow anyway i don't know i mean i i think like yeah he took you as his date but he's gay and he wants to meet mingle yeah, with yeah, people. Yeah. like and and maybe she feels like well because she's taken she can't like what else is she supposed to do yeah yeah, yeah. she oh, she can't really mingle and you don't ever see her interacting with women like she's never really doing that but the like, thing is i thought friends would have i think going to bungalow eight with this oliver spencer guy would have been a good opportunity for her to you know harmlessly flirt with other people out at night should we should we talk about harmless flirting oh my i would love to talk about harmless flirting so Thoughts. i am i have you watched America's Next Top Model, right? <laughs> Did I watch America's Next Top Model? Yeah, you're you're a child of the nineties. In, my, okay, in I, I, the yearbook, I, I, it was literally like we had like a mock page that was like 
you know, it's different clubs, like chess club, this club. It was like America's Next Top Model. And then it was like me doing a ridiculous <laughs> Tyra Banks pose on like a bookshelf. <laughs> okay. We need that photo and we need to, yeah, we need that yeah. immediately. Okay. So, okay. This so to let, me, let me connect this. So I have a line from Tyra burned into <laughs> my brain already. about this. Okay. She, the girls are all like, obviously like the models are in the model house. And this one girl is like so nervous because she has a boyfriend back at home. And there were these like attractive guys out. This is and season was, one, know, right? You're talking, this is old. This, this is, is like, really season, old. this sounds like season one where the hot tub, this is my crazy they're, memory. Yes. Yeah. And they're in Spain then, or something like Europe. Yeah. And, and Tyra's kind of trying to give her advice. And she's like, there is nothing. I'm going to butcher this. There's nothing wrong with flirting. Here's the thing. Flirt all you want. And then you come home to me. And she's basically saying like, flirt, get that energy out. And then you go home to your person. You use that energy. Okay. And that's, that's what Tyra said. And that is really stuck in my <laughs> brain for a long time. <laughs> okay. So I need some clarification. And, where okay. do you stand? <laughs> so where I that. stand was that, okay, there's, I think flirting is always a spectrum, right? There's like <laughs> the type of flirting that like is harmful because it's, um, it's cruel and you're doing it in a way to like make someone jealous or you're doing it in a way because like you feel super fucking lonely. I need but an I example. Fine. I need an example. Um, Like, let's say if you're out with your partner okay. and you are egregiously flirting with somebody else, unless you've agreed upon that, that's an OK, like sexual thing for you guys to do with each other out. Like, who knows what the it's dynamic is? It's generally not but great. It, it's generally not great. And most men just, they don't want that. Okay. So but I let, mean, me, the, let me, let me, the flirting and the type of like, you're just like out with your friends and you're just like talking to a group of guys and you can tell they're interested and you're just like smiling and being like, like girly. I don't know. I don't feel like no, that's a I, bad thing. No, neither do I. But I guess what I'm saying is just from how you kind of like phrased the other version, <laughs> it makes it sound like well, you should do my, it behind my, my their loose. back. <laughs> Well, no, this, <laughs> I mean, this is, I, these are Tyra's words, not mine. Okay. And no, okay. Tyra was trying to help this sweet woman from Indiana. You know? Yeah. I think, but, I think what you're saying is that like the second version is you're out with your friends. It's like a fleeting flirty moment and you're not going to see that person again. And it, it's really just kind of like, so like there's almost so much distance that it's like just superficial and fun, but Yes. And I, I, yeah. And then I, I, I think, you know, I mean, who knows what Tyra was saying? Tyra lives in a different world than us. And, but like, I think what it is, it's like, it's okay to like exchange like flirtatious energy with people mm. and not, but I also think there's, there's a line and you know it when you've crossed it. And you also like, if there was a man ever like being way too like, flirtatious with me that I would never like engage with that when it when you start Ever. seeing it in like a way that they've locked and loaded and zeroed in on you as a, po a potential prospect that's when you need to kind of like backtrack it or now, leave the bar or whatever yeah and and my also like I'm from the midwest so I'm like super friendly and when it comes to this and like I I honestly think like people probably think I'm flirting when I'm not and I'm just being so friendly. Sarah's essentially um, saying turn your back like <laughs> go against their back and pretend you're midwestern <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Flirting tip number one, pretend you're from Ohio or Michigan or any sort of Midwestern state and just no. I think I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but like I guess I don't find I think like I don't I don't know. But like I also don't think that like I'm a flirty person. I don't know. You're, are you kidding it. me? <laughs> what a, you're a little liar right now. <laughs> I'm just an innocent I feel girl. Like you're so flirty when you're out. Even with women. Like you're flirty with everyone. You know what? You're very it's smiley. Really de- this isn't Midwestern really de- shit. Bitch. No, here's the deal. All you're doing is in your brain, you are just thinking of me in LA. And that's because I was and that's because I was high. Okay. So that's because okay, I was fine. stoned on that C B D half joints, okay? And, and you're right. If if I've had any sort of C B D mixture, I am gonna be flirting with every single person, including the Uber driver. Um if there's too yeah. much cinnamon in my mocktail, I may unbutton <laughs> You know, the top collar. <laughs> if it's ginger beer heavy, then I'm I'm a loose cannon, okay? No, like, I, I don't know. I also think, like, it's, I, it really depends on, like, what social mood I'm in. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. I actually was thinking the other day, like, I need to, in order to feel the most confident, I need to be in, like, separate clothing that like isn't casual and isn't something I'd wear to the office. Oh yeah. You're, you gotta basically put a costume. Yeah. On. It's a costume like, you know. in order. I have to like channel a different, I have to feel very separate. I have to feel like I'm in a weekend outfit. It's not just about like wanting to feel like most attractive or whatever. It's about like mentally you're in a zone. Yeah. Just divorcing myself from, you know, routine and stuff like that. You, but you know, so this is what I think about the the flirting. Okay, I think this is an interesting topic. (laughs) And no, this is the this is the last harmless flirting. It's it's that it's 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 attention seeking, and Mm. I think in a lot of ways, you and I are similar. Mm. And and maybe I won't speak for you that like I I like controlled attention. So I hate attention when it's like on my birthday or any sort of like this big social gathering that sends around me. But if I'm controlling Mm. how I'm yes. getting the attention. I like that a lot. I I agree because they're yeah 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 totally. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I it's yeah yeah I, don't know. Oh, I love that controlled attention. Yeah, because that's why like I hate wearing things with like letters on it or words. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I don't want. I have this Burgo shirt that I love, but every time I wear it, I'm basically accosted in the street where <laughs> someone's. Oh like, yeah, I'm yeah. a Burgo too or something crazy when's your birthday love the shirt and i like cannot wear it anymore i i can't believe people are basically like you know astrology calling you, yeah like, calling you on the street <laughs> yeah. for astrology okay that's you live in la yeah, yeah. um yeah California. okay yeah where I think hmm, Samantha, I don't know. I, I've never taken ecstasy, but I, I just mentioned that when I even smoke literally CBD, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a different woman. So I guess I, I empathize with Samantha's situation. I, I think she was expressing her true feelings. I don't. I did not find it realistic whatsoever. Actually, this, okay. this is a question for the polls. Has Tell me. Molly, ecstasy ever driven you to say I love you or have immense like romantic feelings towards someone? Because I literally 
I have never been like gushed with love. I've been gushed with like fun. Let's have fun. Let's dance. Let's move. Let's keep going. Like it's never been like, or or as Samantha says, I love you, Richard. I am (laughs) in love with you. <laughs> yeah, it was so dramatic. So and this dramatic. is like this was also after like a major pounding. This wasn't like they were making love. Like like this was talk about like being degraded. Like I don't know. Like I'm not saying I love you after that. I'm just be like, okay, thanks. <laughs> I have to go. Well, like that's I don't so know. Funny, Sarah, because I actually wrote it as my simultaneous orgasm tracker because. Yeah, they, okay, realistic, yeah. They they <laughs> both orgasmed at the same time and I was like, this is so insane to me. It, it it's just like this show had just like such unrealistic depiction of sex. It was like fireworks, is, three, two, one, boom. Go, right? Yeah. I know. Sometimes the the oh god, some some of the funniest stuff on TV, it's when a sex scene starts and then it's done 15 seconds later and like she's already had an orgasm and they have two at the same oh, time. Oh my god. Did yeah. you watch that show Tell Me Lies on Hulu? <laughs> no, I did not. Addictive. Was it good? Oh, really? Addictive. Wild, very raunchy sex scene for TV. Oh, I know. It's like yeah. Pretty, pretty hot, but also concerning because I think teenagers watch that. Well, also, did you, like, White Um, Lotus had, like, straight-up pornography in the freaking well that's that's hbo baby like that's they they've been they've been leading to this well you know that 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 like um skit we're like it's not porn it's hbo (laughs) i haven't seen that that's so funny it's super funny and i remember seeing that go around where the woman's like i got this acting scene like she's telling her parents it's not porn it's hbo i mean think about like true blood game of thrones um, you know, I guess White Lotus, like they go hard I mean, on sex scenes. It was crazy on was, White Lotus. I thought it was nuts. I know. I do think it was tamer than I'm trying to think of the most raunchy. I don't even know how, how they I know that they have int- intimacy coordinators, but I truly mm. like with the actual like physicality and like Tetris of it all, I don't know how they simulate that stuff without giving someone an erection like they the guy must get an erection yeah and i think that they they like plan that in or they like say there's stop they take breaks because i think like i think for men it's probably harder if you're like pounding into something like your dick's probably gonna i mean men don't even know when you're faking it so when you're actually professionally faking it like yeah you know what i mean like i also think like you have to remember gilly these aren't professionals and we must respect their craft (laughs) like they're like i I really do think like this is acting and i but i I think there is just like a general you know as you say a gust of wind may you know (laughs) tantalize somebody i don't know i think we need to look more into this wind gusts (laughs) but um i i know that like i'm actually really fascinated by um uh, like intimacy coordinators mm. and how they run a sex scene. I I got really into that when I watched Normal People. Obviously, I became obsessed. I <laughs> love that series. <laughs> okay. And you know because, what, Sarah, like, the when, sex scenes were so realistic. When we get they were done so realistic with the next season of End Just Like That, and when we wrap up this series, we should do like a revisit to Normal People and like absolutely talk about it in light of SVTC as well. And I'm going to be honest, there are a lot of people that would want to come on for that. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Do you, you know who would? I think my brother might. Oh, come okay. For it. Yeah, that would be cool. He loved Marianne. 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 He's like, I love Marianne. He also like really was into that show, was recommending it to people. Um, also, speaking of which, it's a great show. I saw like I, so I'm back on the dating apps and Sarah and I are going to be doing a like gilly out in the wild segment. Um, Cause I'm. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Gilly's back on the dating scene, guys, and she's more, more than that. She's back on the apps, which if yes, anyone has used the apps before, really. and I do have, and that's really what we mean by the wild, because like there's dating and just like the, your normal day to day life, but the apps is like a different level of dating yeah. because it's just so goddamn funny and funny, like it requires also, a lot of mo- motivation. It requires a lot of just suspending disbelief and fucking taking the risk. I mean, ugh, it's all blind. Well, I think the 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 apps are kind of funny because it, it's like it's it has this aspect of social media, so mm. you're kind of going into it mm-hmm. um, with, but but it's also people you don't know when you're trying to have sex with or date, and so mm-hmm. it's just weird social media because so there's weird. this level of like performance um, and. Like, I mean, I have like a catalog of screenshots from when I was like on the apps of of just like horrifying men. Wait, 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 Gilly. This reminds me. I have to tell you something. Yes, tell me. Okay. And I think this is either going to be either wildly depressing or hopeful. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay, So Dakota sent me this website the other day. And it's not very nice, the title. Okay. Uh, the, okay. It's called, I think it's like womenaredelusional.com. Okay. We're starting off there. It's not a good title. <laughs> okay. And it basically, you put in factors that you're looking for. Mm. So like, let's say age, mm. height, mm. income, and race. Mm, okay. I know those are very, those are very superficial, but those are a lot of the apps, like those are the metrics people are kind of choosing from. Mm -hmm. And it basically tells you the percentage of men available in the United States that fit that. That's horrible. Okay. So we put in Dakota's. No, no, no. Do you want to know this? We put in like Dakota's stats. Like what? It was like his height, his Income, yeah, his income, race, all that, age, everything. These four qualities, and if they're obese or not, or normal. do they? So do basically, they put like in like amount of hair. No, 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 no. It's 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 ready. Age, okay. race, height, income, whether they're like fat or not. Okay, so it's, it's very, terrible. very basic, very basic, very basic. But again, a lot of women are like, I want this, 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 yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, it came up that only I think it was. Point, um, point zero six percent of men fit that that were available. That makes like less than one percent. This okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I feel like every that statement alone has completely debunked the like male women to men in the workplace like wage gap and like glass ceiling. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's like, oh, look how few men there are who are like <laughs> doing well in life. It, I, I, well, I, I guess there are all I mean, those other like, kind of attributes, but th- this is what I'm talking about, right? Like, just change it. And like a lot, of, basically, what I'm saying is, like, I don't know what I'm saying. Where are we want this? Wait, I just feel, we, like, the, online I feel like that stat could be really manipulated and distorted with 
buy incels or some shit. <laughs> uh, well, my thing is, was this website created by that to be like, okay, women want a guy mm. who makes six figures, is six feet, mm. is super in shape. And then you put those things in and say, let's say I want him between like 32 and 36. Mm-hmm. And you realize like how few men actually fit mm. that. That's what it's trying to, to show. Mm. And so I think on the, the dating and apps, Dakota it wasn't like even those a lot of those or a few of those things you named. And he's not six feet. His number was pretty small. Yeah, it was like it's wild. Yeah. Wild, wild, wild. So I think with the the dating apps, I think for you, what I want (laughs) you to do is like go in with an open mind. Don't just parameters. No, what I mean is this. I mean parameters out the like window. Oh no, yeah. And and like I'm not a parameter. Well, so that's okay. So actually, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Gosh, I know we're like kind of going over time, but this is what I wanted to say for the pod this week. Remember, I said there was something. Oh my god, tell me. Okay, so my number one criteria. Well, it's so funny that you list off those like metrics, right? Because they're they're very much demographics. And exactly. And that's why it's easy to track. You can't be like guys who like, you know, you know, painting because, you know, you can't track. These are just like easily clickable data points. Right. People have been collected. And what's interesting is like my number one metric, if you will, at this point in life is you need to have been to therapy at, at least a few times in your life or you're in therapy right now. That is that's been very important to you for a very long time. It has, and it has not been that way, and it has continued to be an obstacle for me. And so yeah. I you've done too much personal work and self-growth to be with somebody who has not even like dipped their toe. Right, into that. right, right. Yeah. And so I, I just feel like for me, that's like my number one right now. Um and can you put that on the app that that's what you're looking for? I might. I might. Um, the person who I'm going on a date with Wednesday, I was like relooking at his profile and he had something really nice. It was something along the lines of like he was just ta- it was something about therapy and like learning new things and, and about yourself or and I was like, oh, great. This person's gone to therapy. OK, good. Um, but what I wanted to bring up is I did see um, just through like. Uh, you know, friends trying to help me meet other people down in L.A. I met up with a friend of a friend with his boyfriend. And I was asking about how they met. And they met on like Hinge or Bumble or something like that. But he had three main questions that he asked his now boyfriend right away. And I thought it was amazing. Okay, what are the questions? Okay, here we go. Questions. One, do you have a therapist? This, these are the questions he asked on first dates with guys. Whoa. Do you have a therapist? One. Two, how did your last relationship end slash what could you have done better? Okay. Three, what are your triggers? <laughs> I think that's a great question. Okay. You know what? I, I'm going to go into this open mind. That feels daunting for a first date and potentially um, maybe off-putting, but maybe for the right person, it's a, a great door. It's I think a great it was, window or whatever. I think this was more like first three date kind of questions. Okay. Yeah. I would say first date, this might be, if somebody asked me that, 
I actually probably like it because I tend to yeah. like going there. Um, you know what, Gilly? I like this. I think these are right. the first like three dates, but I think he, he might have done it on the first date. And then the last one I kind of added to the list, which is where do you think you could improve with your communication or troubleshooting? Conflict. Do you have your answers? Do you have your answers prepared for the to be re- eventual reverse psychology? Yeah. Um, well, because yeah, because if it's a conversation, they're going to ask you like, "What are your triggers? Like, do are you seeing a therapist? Like, how did your last? I think the last. Happen? I think number three and four. What are your triggers? Like, that's I. I actually need to like sit and think about that. And I think, well, I mean, I'd be like, where do we start? Where do we start? Which one? How long do you have? <laughs> How long do you have? I think like the fourth question, where do you think you could improve your with your communication and troubleshooting is a very difficult one for me to answer because I that's that is where my, a lot of my flaws in like lie in life. And like with being in a relationship is I can get very frustrated with another person like who I'm dating, I can be super communicative, communicative sometimes and then completely shut down other times, but expect the other person to be completely open and communicative at all times. And so um, sounds pretty human to me, though. Yeah, it sounds like probably a lot of people kind of experience yeah. that, that like I don't know if I think how our communication styles can be kind of dynamic and change and and it really depends on who you're with. And a lot of times, like, your communication style can really depend on who you're with. And if you have somebody who also has, like, a weird communication style or an unhealthy kind of way of communicating, that doesn't, that doesn't always bring out the best in right. you. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't sell yourself too short with that one because I think – you know, like if you think about it, like with your friends, like what kind of communicator are you or whether, you know, like I think every different relationships in your life bring out different, yeah. different parts of you as a communicator. Yeah. Um, Should we get back to the but, episode? Well, I'm, I mean, I was about to tie oh, it right oh, in. But oh, here baby, we go. Let's do it. So I think one of the things that really stood out to me in this episode is obviously the ending of Charlotte and Trey. Mm. And they had reached a point where they actually weren't communicating and then they finally did, and it was so simple. I don't want to do this. It's just one picture, and it's important to me. Oh, this, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You are so angry at me. I'm sorry. I want a baby. I thought that's what you wanted to. So did I. I don't think I should have to give that up. You shouldn't. You can have the apartment. I'll move back in with Mother. It was, I want a mm-hmm. baby, and he's like, and I can't, I don't. Mm-hmm. And it was that simple in which mm-hmm. it, they finally recognized and saw mm-hmm. each other and recognized the ending of this relationship. Mm-hmm. He very quickly says, you can have the apartment all I know, I thought mother. that was it. Like, oh, I thought kinda. that was a bit, He was dying to live with mother at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with mother. Don't. I will not be forced, you know. And so I thought that was interesting. But I also, you know, they have been towing this line for many episodes now and and honestly their whole relationship was just it it it, it 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 was like a quick fire and and it's kind of burned out slowly and so i think and do you but i love at the end that he showed up for her for that me photo too shoot. me too and i do really feel like i really do think that Trey and Charlotte are like as individuals, good people. I really do. I think that they're caring and, but I think together, I think their relationship was, 
built completely on external factors. Yeah. Mm. I mean, talk about, we talk about like dating and metrics, right? Mm-hmm. He was a, he had checks, check boxes. Tall, she, rich, she, she, doctor. Remember how they met? Like she wanted to get married mm-hmm. and she wanted a guy who fit these couple things. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And then look where that had them end up mm-hmm. in which it's like, fuck, like you may have all these qualities, mm-hmm. but like you can't fully, you're, you're, it's never gonna work a it's not gonna work out because you, you don't want a kid and you, mm-hmm. you thought you did and then you didn't yes and like the the basically the first kind of like how many obstacles did she go through with him with his fucking you know boner yeah. issues and dick problems and then here becomes this like fertility issue what was on her and he couldn't deal mm-hmm. which is also alarming um but yeah i think this was a it was this was socially driven this relationship yeah and it's yeah and it's I think, yeah, I think that they, well, obviously they kind of rushed into it, right? They didn't even have sex. And, um, but I think they rushed into it in the sense that they didn't even like try to get to know each other's communication styles. And that's something that I really want to work on going forward, which is like, I think I, I need to look more into it, but I've been hearing more on other podcasts and just in like, you know, the therapy world of like attachment styles, which we were talking about on the phone yesterday. Yeah. And just that there are different attachment styles. And then obviously there are different communication styles, which we also talked like touched on last week with Grace. And mm-hmm. it's um, those are two things, you know, on my long list of things I wish they taught in college are on, yeah. on the list, which is like, wow, if I just you know, when I look back at so many past like relationships or flings or whatever, and just how much just mismatched or poor communication was like the kind of the deal breaker or like the yeah thing that, you know, made it not work or ever happen or materialize. It's like, whoa, kind of crazy. I mean, thing. I, I totally get you and I I look back at my like kind of past self and how I used to communicate with people and I and truly I just didn't like I I didn't communicate and like I was for a long time if I was upset about something or if I had a question about something I just didn't say anything and I just assumed the worst and I just like never ever communicated I never really got answers um I yeah I I just shut down yeah and it's kind of blocked people away and that felt comforting because then it's like I'm rejecting you and I don't need to feel uncomfortable because I'm just gonna avoid talking about it um and I still struggle I, with that. Say, I still I struggle still with it be like that as well like I yeah I yeah I've been finding that for me like what I've really been doing and I don't know how conscious of an effort I have until this moment but like been doing it, but I have been trying to say like, this is how I'm feeling and like kind of list it out when I'm with somebody, whether it's a friend or someone I'm dating, which is like, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm feeling X, Y, Z. And I'm trying to like understand why it might have me respond with envy or respond with passive aggressiveness yeah you know yeah i because i i think sometimes i have a tendency and and maybe you do too and actually i was talking to a friend they have the same thing where i I tend to build like quiet resentment Mm. and when i don't communicate like 
something or I feel like I don't have a place to say something or if I'm feeling guilty with what I'm feeling and I can't say something. And so, but I, but I think, and, and then I'll like have this resentment mm. and I'll be like basically cursing people in my head and mm. kind of like having my own, I will sometimes just have arguments in my head with people mm-hmm. and I won't even have them with them. I know. And then, and, and, you know, and sometimes that actually is what I need. And sometimes mm-hmm. I need to like, I also am in the position where I don't think everything I feel other people need to know that. <laughs> yeah, me that. too. I think me too. I, I also think a lot of those things, like that's my, my mood, my feelings are my responsibility. Unless somebody has like really intentionally hurt me or done something that I really need to tell them that like a lot of the times I tend to think like, well, Sarah, like this is on you yeah. a lot of the times, unless somebody is like, it, it is a, a pattern and there's a problem. Um, but I think, and it's interesting, like you look at um, what Charlotte and Trey, what happened in the last episode, right? Where like, she's like, we know we're wasps. Like we don't fight. Mm-hmm. It's genetic. And then of course they have this like blow up fight. So I also mm-hmm. don't want to be that. I don't want to be someone who like breeds mm-hmm. resentment and mm-hmm. then like, you know, it just, you know, having fights up. in my shower by myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Scrubbing your hair like Charlotte or whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny. Well, I do think speaking of communication, like I think that the way that Carrie described Aiden to Oliver Spencer was is such a red flag. I mean, I wonder. Ready? Um, he, he's tall. He's very tall. Incredibly kind. And, and handsome. handsome. Two out of three were physical attributes. I know. And I felt like she was describing her bank teller. Like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Is she, does she know this person? Like, isn't that, isn't that alarming that like, can you imagine like the person you're engaged to describe, like, can you imagine Dakota (laughs) describing as that she's tall, (laughs) kind and handsome and beautiful, you know, like that's it. I mean, like, I don't think it's nothing that, else. God, I don't think it's that bad when you say it that way, but I think that's because maybe that's what you want. Like, I don't know if I just like, how would you just, okay. Okay. Let's do some role playing. How, yeah. Okay. So you are yourself dating Aiden. Okay. As Sarah Got dating it. Aiden, not as Sarah. I'm as Sarah Carrie dating as, Aiden. No. Yes. Sarah dating. Um, I'm Oliver Spencer. Ready? So okay. uh, what is, what is he like? Uh, he's generous Mm. and caring, Mm -hmm. very handsome, Mm. and he's incredibly talented with, with with how, what he creates. Oh, right. I think that's, that's a great description. Yeah. I think that's really nice. Like the fa- fact is like he's a he's a guy who like works with wood in New York City. That's a rare breed. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> like he literally like has his own shop and is redoing their apartment. Like he's very talented. Yeah. And maybe she kept yeah. it brief because this is a stranger, but I still feel like I would have been like kind of similar. It was telling. Yeah. I would have been like, he's really kind. He's super like good with his hands, shows up for my friends. Like but he's <laughs> this was like ASL, like age, sex, location. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And I I think like, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be described. I mean, yeah, I guess like I, 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 I yeah, I mean, maybe if, you know, tall, kind and like good looking, like, sure, that's great. But like, I just feel like you could describe that as anybody I that's know. not really describing somebody. Well, that's do you think that was I guess? OK, so do you think that was a conscious choice made by the writers or do you think that 
the writers didn't even think about Carrie's super that that being a superficial response. No, I, I I think they're very aware of it because as we see at the end of the episode, Carrie is not happy, and yeah. but and 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 as you see it, and Carrie's when she says all those things, she is feeling affection towards mm-hmm. him. But what I think what it comes down to is she doesn't appreciate and see the things that make him worthy. Mm. And so the things about being generous, being good with his hands and and being a creator Mm. and, you know, self-sufficient and industrious. Like, I don't she doesn't value those things. You are so right. Yeah, I don't. So she doesn't value them. So she's not going to see them in him. And that's like her whole fucking problem is why she doesn't value. How do you think if she was at the same phase in life? And but she was actually engaged to big. How do you think, you know, Oliver Spencer? Here we go again. What is he How is she like? describing big? How would she describe him in three like words or phrases? Um, she would say successful, and that would mean rich. Um <laughs> successful, uh seductive, mm. and maybe funny or like Charming. makes me laugh. Charming, yeah. Yeah. Successful, seductive, charming, yeah. God, that does sound a lot better than Hayden, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, okay, so wrapping up. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Gilly, what? how would Aiden describe Carrie? <laughs> she is the size of a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> She hates mice. She hates my dog. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would say she, he would probably say like, um, funny, creative and like the love of my life. The love of my (laughs) fucking life. Yeah. All right. Gilly, now I'm going to end this because, yes. like, you know, you've been, you know, talking about online dating. Mm. What are three mm. things that you would want to be described as? Me described as? Yeah. But do you, by, how do you want to be described like as? Like a stranger? By whom? Uh, basically, by like Carrie? some guy meets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. No, I mean, like, what, what, what are Carrie three? Describe me? What, what, what are, yeah, who, who knows? What are three qualities that you want the people you're dating to recognize? In okay, you? okay, okay, okay. Um, oof. Oh, gosh. I feel like I'm so on the spot. Um, well, you are. <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh. I feel very vulnerable. I think, um, I don't know why. Do you want me to name them for you? Well, can I? And then. Uh, I just know if you wanted help. Okay, uh, well, go, maybe. Go okay, it. one is I contemplative. Like, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If some guy you go to two dates with, she's like, she's very contemplative. I don't even know if it's, a, it's an adjective. <laughs> Sorry, she I've contemplates been, a lot. I've been nursing my freaking vape for the past hour. <laughs> okay, so I'm what are these? Very contemplative in this moment. <laughs> okay, all right. So she's she contemplates. She's contemplative. I'm gonna pee in my pants. Okay, okay, so what, okay what are help me out. Things? Help me out, sir. <laughs> um, I would say um, hilarious, creative. <laughs> And um, like you, you just like bring 
like fun and joy. Oh, that's like, so nice. Like, like, and like, hopefully someone would see like how you can like bring <laughs> just like joy. I don't know, Thank bringing you. joy and fun and, and humor. And also, you're su- you're really creative. Thank and so, hopefully, you. I want I want the guys that you see to see that. And also, you're super funny and so. contemplative. Um, yeah, and contemplative. And also, you know, sometimes you know, freaks out in parking garages. <laughs> and, and I'm like waiting to see that security footage of you trying to lift up the yellow fence to get out of the parking garage. I was yeah. stuck in uh, like the ninth parking garage this week and I just was crying and I got out of my car and I was trying to manually lift like the yellow bar. <laughs> and I just like, would pay money for that security footage. Like I think it's going to end up on like LA's craziest or something. Like look at this bitch coming out of her car trying to lift up the thing. Um, that'd be incredible. Oh my gosh. Anyway, okay. um, I do have a Miranda sarcasm I want to share. Oh yeah. I know we didn't really touch on Miranda, but she's pregnant eh. and kind of exhausted about going out at night. I don't know. That seems pregnant, has a gay coworker, and now people at work <gasps> finally know. And now yes. I feel like she's totally in her pregnancy. Yes. Like it's full, full she's full pregnant. Yeah, now. she's fully pregnant. Right, exactly. Um and I do love when they're walking through trade, the gay club. Miranda goes, why don't straight men have bodies like this? Yes. And then I think Samantha says something. Dakota laughed at this was like um, basically like straight guys would if they could have a chance of having sex at the gym. <laughs> yeah. And then Miranda, and then I Samantha's think someone's like, like, like the gym. And then Carrie's like, she's doing her 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 part to motivate the masses. Which is like so true. I also like, do you remember when we were at Michigan mm. and we got that email about guy, like that guy masturbating in the sauna at the gym? <laughs> Not and, at like, all. What? And I when I belonged to Equinox in because I had the like um all access pass yeah. past Equinox and the one in like the West Village and Greenwich Village, like they have like signs like they're you cannot no, like, no cruising do anything in the saunas no cruising yeah. in the saunas um so i think like yeah i, I didn't mean, realize that was a thing that went out can we pull that up on our wolverine access that email what oh did it God, say like was like no hand basically jobs there, basically there's a there's a guy like either giving hand jobs or like giving himself a hand job in the sauna oh, kind wow. of thing but like I think that, you know, I mean, I'm like, hey, he's just tr- trying to have a good time. <laughs> you know, just a it's a dark world out there. <laughs> it's a release. Okay. Um, the, oh, God. The other thing that mm. I really wanted to get into, but we're not going to have time, mm. but maybe I'll put it on the the, the um, mm. Instagram, is the concept of, like, monogamy mm. and mm. Um, and how Oliver says something along the lines of, like, I don't expect to get everything from one man. Oh, I actually, because so, Carrie says something along the lines of getting like having different people and like different parts of different people, like feeling comfortable. Yeah, with because because he's allowed to like he has this partner in Australia, mm. but he's able to like, you know, give blowjobs, no last names, yada, yada, like basically mm. just sex mm-hmm. because he's like, you can't expect to get everything for one person. Yeah. And I'm very curious in like long term monogamous relationships where people who feel like sex is <laughs> maybe yeah. fizzled, you know, looking at like why in gay relationships is there more particularly like gay, obviously gay men, there's more f- like 
flexibility when it comes to right. like openness in se- like the sexual aspect yeah or of relationship. sometimes because I know it's not always so easy that's um, true I don't want to say that I always. do have a Samantha Zinger I'm a trisexual I'll try anything once zing it uh, I don't know why I said that <laughs> she says like it's kind of like being diabetic at Baskin Robbins when she's referring to like Gilly, no, oh, that was my call out. She was basically harassing them. Like, do you think it was okay that she was at, at the urinal and staring, staring at, at their, their dicks? dicks? No, it felt like harassment. It didn't feel okay. No way. Sometimes she's like, uh, like she should be me too. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. I do have. Yeah. I do have an innocent Charlotte though. I mean, it's the innocent Charlotte of the whole series. <laughs> I just want a nice, sweet, handsome, funny, great guy who doesn't say things like sweet lips. Is that too much to ask? Yes, you better tell me it because I, I, it's so great. She, say Anthony it. introduces this like blonde haired guy who he's like hooking up with and that he works at House and Garden. And Charlotte goes, Oh, I love that magazine. I used to wear my mother's pearls and flip it when I threw it when I was little. And he goes, Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, that is actually not the one that I had. Oh. And so I'm curious if you thought this one was good too. Ooh. When she goes over, she's like, gay porn? You said we were watching an <laughs> yes. independent film. I brought the Scotty. Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought that was great. I actually really liked the, I think like one of the better parts of this episode was the like girl centric mm. parts of it in which like the four of them are on the phone. Mm. They're having this like four way call and they all decide to meet up and go dancing. And then when they're watching the gay porn at the apartment mm. and just like enjoying each other's company, like anytime when all four girls are just like bonding, like that's what major we're here for. Girl we're here for it. Yes. Um, <laughs> girl. Hugo. Yeah. Um, all right. Fashion. Oh my God. She's fashion roadkill. Fashion, I'm going to say a really bad fashion mm. call out was the episode that Carrie wore to brunch with Oliver. And when you she know wore that, it. like, basically, yes, mm. the scrap of brown mm-hmm. fabric. Like, yeah. And, like, the weird yeah. ass belt and the yeah. low skirt. Um, but I liked what they all wore to the club. I love Charlotte's they looked tube all, like, top. Fun. She looked great in it. Oh, I love a tube top. I mean, I can't even wear it it's like i feel like you you so could get i i don't know i feel like it's like putting like weird shape fruit in like a bowl or something it's like okay just ignore that mm. um that's okay i i think we, i can work with that i know what you mean i think for you it would just be wearing the having the right material mm. for the bra almost something that would push, push in and up in and up push yeah, because if if it's just gonna sit on the boob, or I, like I know what you mean with a boob the top. Boob. Yeah, yeah, like I know for me, if a tube top, it's gonna give me kind of like ski slopes. Is it Ex- not in a good way? And exactly, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna look really weird. Exactly. Whereas you almost need them like cupped up and together yes. to make a nice little Lift. You know, tube top boob. All right, yeah. what's your? We'll, we'll we'll look into that. If anyone has any good tube top racks, yeah. send them our way. Send them our way. Um, my rating, Guilford. Yeah, what's your rating? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. <laughs> 3.75. Oh, my God. I could be swayed to a four. I did four. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's my, 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 the vision <laughs> in my brain was three, seven, five, and I must follow that vision. Yeah. <laughs> follow it. Follow it. Jason, follow it. note um, that Sarah did not convert to four this time. I did. I did not convert. Um, okay, guys. So that is it for season four. I mean, season four, episode 14. <laughs> Next week, we have season four, episode 15. And guys, it's a sad one called Change of a Dress. And I think we all know where this is going with Carrie and Aiden. Um, I don't know if we're we're going to try to record over the holiday when I'm at home in Michigan and we may have a special guest on the pod. Yeah. It's going to be one of my family members. (laughs) So we'll see. Or a friend from home. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's it for this week and we'll see you guys soon. See you next time, our little tidy whiteies. Bye, guys.